Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bridgewater Church and our wonderful time together on this incredible Sunday morning. And perhaps you're even listening to this message sometime during the week. And I'm excited because we're beginning a new series, Breakthrough to Blessing. It's a two-week series when we're going to go to the Gospel of John And we're going to do a deep dive. We're going to understand what Jesus wants and needs from us in order to empower a breakthrough to the blessings that God has in store for us. I want you to think about the word breakthrough. In fact, I want to give you the definition. The definition of breakthrough is the act of forcing a way through or against resistance. A very important advance or discovery. Now just stop here for a moment. I think all of us need breakthroughs throughout our lives. When we are forcing our way through a difficult situation. We're trying to advance and move forward and experience a newness, a freshness that God wants to give. And I love the word discovery. A breakthrough is also about helping us discover new insights to go to new levels that God has earmarked for us. And we all need it. Season to season, year to year, every one of us needs to understand what is it that God is asking us to do to experience a breakthrough to the blessings he has waiting. But in order to do that, we need an open mind. This week, I want to talk about what it means to break through the blessing and how important it is to have an open mind. Next week, we'll talk about what it means to have an open heart that God can use, that God can uh, turn from, as he would say in the Old Testament, from stone to flesh. But this morning I want you to think about what does it mean to have an open mind? I was a resident director at Dunn Hall at uh, Anderson University. Hey, I'm going to start over. Hey, everybody. I'm starting over, Liz. Here we go. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bridgewater Church. It is exciting to be able to gather together and begin a new series called Breakthrough to Blessing. Have you ever thought about that? All of us need moments in our lives where we break through the struggles, the difficulties that we're experiencing in the present and be able to move forward and experience the blessings that God has waiting for us on the other side of difficulties in our lives. I love the definition of breakthrough. It's the act of forcing a way through or against resistance. A very important advance or discovery. 
What's going on in your life right now that you are dealing with resistance? Perhaps it's from outside forces, but maybe it's internal. In fact, that's why I want to talk to us this week about what it means to break through the blessing and have an open mind. Next week, we'll talk about what it means to break through the blessing and have an open heart. But today, I want us to focus on how to experience new discoveries because we choose to have an open mind. I was a resident director at Dunhall at Anderson University. And I was in charge of men's housing for that dorm. And I can remember one summer before classes began, I received a phone call from a young man who was a late applicant. He said, Mr. Wilkerson, I'd like to know if I can get a private room. Now just understand this morning that we did have a handful of private rooms at the time. But when the young man called, I had to tell him, I'm sorry, we don't have any private rooms. In fact, this year we're very full. You would literally be on the fourth floor of Dunn Hall in a larger dorm setting. There was a pause. The young man said, well, can I ask, is it possible to get a private room? And I said, I don't know that we're connecting well. I, I went through the whole explanation again. We were out of private rooms. We only had a couple of very large rooms on the fourth floor of Dunn Hall, and he would be sharing it with several other students. After I explained it, he paused and he said, but is it possible to get a private room? Now folks, I'm not exaggerating this. It wasn't until the fourth time when he asked me if a private room was available that I said this. I said, yes, you can have a private room with three other students. He said, that's all I needed to know, thank you. And he hung up the phone. Folks, that young man needed a breakthrough. But to have a breakthrough, it would require an open mind. I think we all have been there. There are times when we've all struggled to understand what the next steps are, and we actually shut down our minds. We're not open to new thinking. And that's where I want to introduce to you a story about a Pharisee named Nicodemus. We're going to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. We have a lot of ground to cover. And this morning, I want to take you through four choices we all need to make again and again and again in our relationship with God if we're going to be open-minded and break through to new blessings. So let's get started and look at John chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs that you are doing if God were not with him. Let me give you the first choice that comes out of these very initial verses. 
Say it with me. Come to Jesus willing to discover. Now this, this setting is incredible. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, a teacher of the law. He's steeped in the learning of what we would know today as the Old Testament. But Nicodemus has heard about the ministry of Jesus. That's obvious from the verses. And he asked Jesus for a late night meeting. Now, I don't want to be critical of Nicodemus at all because he's searching. He's, he doesn't want to be out in the crowds where everyone can watch him have what needed to be a private conversation with Jesus. So Jesus meets with Nicodemus. And what he needed to know and really wanted to know was, how can you do all that you're doing? Who are you really? I think about John chapter 1, verse 14. John wrote of Jesus, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I think this is an incredible passage. Because when I am thinking about Nicodemus, here's what Nicodemus needs to wrap his mind around. If he's going to have a breakthrough to blessing, he needs to have an open mind and understand, is this Jesus really God? Is Jesus not just with God, but is Jesus God? I thought it was interesting, one of the Super Bowl commercials that just came out last weekend was the actor Ben Affleck, and he was serving and taking orders at the drive-thru for a Dunkin' Donuts in, I believe it was Massachusetts. And of course, he was screwing up all kind of orders. But what was incredible to watch were the scenes when people would drive up and they would look in the window there at the drive-thru and they saw that the person taking the orders was Ben Affleck, the actor. There was shock and awe on all of their faces because they were so shocked to see such a famous person taking the orders at Dunkin' Donuts. Well, as funny as that was, I think, to so many people, think about it this way. When Nicodemus was talking to Jesus, he was literally talking to God face to face. But he needed a breakthrough. Nicodemus needed an open mind to discover that this really was God. It's obvious that he had a sincere desire to learn more, but to break through to the greatest blessing of his life, Nicodemus needed to force open his mind. And our first choice appears immediately. To break through the blessing, we have to come to Jesus willing to discover. And you're saying, but pastor, what do I need to discover? We need to discover that Jesus is real. We need to go beyond believing there is a God to knowing that Jesus is God our Lord and Savior alive? 
Now, you may be thinking, uh, uh, Pastor, I, I really need some breakthroughs, but why does it start right here? It starts here because, like Nicodemus, if we're going to experience all that God has for us, it must begin when we come to Jesus and recognize him. Only through Christ can we find the kind of freedom that we need to go to new places, to think different thoughts. We all become so humdrum in our lives. We just get into a rut. That's why I like the stories of Larry Walters. Back in 1982, this 33-year-old truck driver had been sitting around doing nothing, zilch. Week in and week out, he was bored. His mind wasn't open to any new ideas, but he had had a dream when he was a kid to tie helium-type weather balloons to a lawn chair and get some lift off. So he had a friend and his girlfriend that helped him. Long story short, on July 2nd, he rigged 42 helium-filled weather balloons to a Sears lawn chair in San Pedro, California. And he lifted off. But the tether broke. And before he knew it, within 30 minutes, he was 16,000 feet in the air. Commercial airlines were Jets were reporting him to the tower below. Now, thank God he was prepared because he had taken a pellet gun and he systematically began to shoot out some of the, the balloons so that he would have a soft landing. But this is what I love. Larry Walters said this. People ask me if I had a death wish. I tell them no. It was something I had to do for the last 20 years. It was time to begin a new adventure. I couldn't just sit there anymore. What about you and me? This first choice. Are we ready to come to Jesus and say we're all in? Are we willing to come to Jesus with an open mind to discover new things just like Nicodemus? What if Nicodemus was literally sitting with Jesus, the Son of God? Well, let's continue. This wasn't easy for Nicodemus. Look with me at John chapter 3, verses 3 through 8. And, and I think this is a, a very interesting moment as Nicodemus begins to lean in. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus said. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Here's our second choice. If we want to break through the blessing, we must come to God with an open mind. We must 
and say this with me, we must come to Jesus willing to receive. Have you ever, have you ever come to God and you really came to him with your own agenda? Have you ever prayed before and all you could think about is what you wanted? I've been there. I've done that. I've, I've come to God with my own agenda and I've thought, okay, God, here I am. And, and God's like, I want you to come to me willing to receive what I'm ready to give you. And that was Nicodemus. He was struggling in all of this. And notice how Jesus begins several of these parts of the discussion with the phrase, I tell you the truth. Jesus emphasized the reality that this would be a difficult conversation for a teacher steeped in Jewish tradition and Old Testament scripture. Jesus clarified, he literally said to Nicodemus, to see the kingdom of God and to know who I am and understand what I am doing, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Wow, come on, Jesus. Can you hear the, can you hear the thoughts flying through Nicodemus' mind? How do I enter my, my mother's womb a second time? She probably wasn't even living. How can an old man be born again? To experience God's kingdom. Jesus literally said to Nicodemus, come to me, willing to receive. And then he gives an example, something that Nicodemus' scripture he would have heard from when he was a small child. Ezekiel 36 is the reference. And I want us to look at verses 24 through 26. This is what Jesus was referring to that Nicodemus would have understood. In Ezekiel, the prophet says of God, For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries, and bring you back into your own land. Now listen to this. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I love verse 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Jesus is referring to this passage of Scripture because Nicodemus had read it all of his life, but Nicodemus had not received the truth. So just wrap your minds around this. Be open to this. Nicodemus, a teacher of the law, steeped in Jewish tradition and Old Testament scripture, is now sitting with God. He wasn't just talking to a man sent from God. He is literally speaking to Jesus, the Son of God. Nicodemus, his mind is closed. He can't break through the blessing. Jesus decides to help Nicodemus by saying, okay, Let's go back to a, a scripture you know well in Ezekiel. Do you remember how many times you have prayed and claimed this verse? That there will come a day when God will give Israel and you, Nicodemus, personally, a new heart. You'll be, you'll be uh, let, let's call it baptized. You'll be cleansed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, just stop here. Just, just push pause a minute. 
I'm sure that Nicodemus had been hearing about John the Baptist's ministry and all the people flocking to him, and he was baptizing people by water in the Jordan. But Jesus is trying to pry open Nicodemus' mind, and he's saying, this isn't just about water baptism and cleansing. Go all the way back to what was said by the prophet. We're talking about being baptized in the power of God's Spirit. You must be born again. Literally, that phrase means to be born into the kingdom of God. That can only happen through a personal relationship with Jesus. But, but he was saying, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. Nicodemus, be open-minded. Be willing to discover new breakthroughs. But also be willing to receive this teaching to grow. Think about it like this. How well do you receive compliments from other people? Have you ever given a compliment to somebody and they said, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Have you ever tried to thank somebody and they say, no, 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 it's, it, it's all right. I think we've created an entire mindset where we are skeptical and we're not willing to just joyfully receive what God has for us. That's why I love talking to my four-year-old uh, granddaughter, Lucy. Sometimes I'll look at Lucy and I'll say, you're beautiful. And she'll say, I know, Gaga. I know. <laughs> I love that. She's so willing to receive that compliment joyfully. She's too young to say, well, she's conceited or self-absorbed. And when I look at this passage of Scripture, all I can do is think of John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you and I want to have a breakthrough to blessings. We must come to Jesus. He is the only source that can give us what we need. We must come to him willing to discover and willing to receive. But the story isn't over yet. Look at John chapter 3, verses 9 through 15. Nicodemus is perplexed. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You're Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses was lifted up, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Here's our third choice. If we want to break through the blessing, we must come to Jesus willing to believe. Now, I have to tell you, friends, I really think this is where we have a struggle. A lot of people want to believe there's a God but they're so unsure and, and, and we're closed-minded at times to take that next step of faith and come to Jesus literally saying, I will believe. Jesus isn't upset with Nicodemus. Nicodemus just doesn't get it. 
He's so closed-minded that he can't have the breakthrough to blessing he really wants. Isn't that ironic? The breakthrough that he really wants to a blessing that God has waiting for him, he's just closed-minded to it. He, he, he can't get it. And once more, Jesus says to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. He keeps emphasizing, Nicodemus, this is the truth. And he goes to another Old Testament story Nicodemus would have been very aware of. Numbers 21, 6 through 9. And I want you to really think about this, this passage as if you had been standing there with Moses. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. Now I know this is a crazy story, right? If you're like me, when I first heard it as a young man, I thought, well, why in the world would God send venomous snakes? Well, this is the Old Testament. There's no way of, of helping the people come to God when they were so rebellious except for some pretty outlandish moments like this. And venomous snakes came into the camp of Israel and began biting people, and the people, not because they had sinned against God, but because they were bitten, were they finally willing to ask God for forgiveness. And so Moses creates a pole with a snake on it. When they look at that, God uses it so that they can receive healing if they were bitten by the snake. Now, why in the world? Why in the world would God use this in the moment? Why would Jesus pick that story to talk to Nicodemus? And it was because Jesus was alluding to what would happen in the near future. The Son of Man, or Jesus, the Messiah, would be raised up on a cross, and when anyone would come to Jesus and believe in him as his or her Savior, they would be able to find forgiveness. Israel found healing from God from the snake bites by looking at the bronze serpent. But when Jesus, the Son of Man, would be lifted high on a cross and glorified God by God, crucified for our sins, then the testimony of Jesus, the, the sacrifice of his life, would bring about salvation. And Jesus loved Nicodemus so much. He was saying to him, Nicodemus, you've got to come willing to discover, open your mind, come willing to receive but then there's going to be a moment where you have to believe this for yourself. Church, I'm asking you to believe. 
I'm asking you to go from just the idea that there's a God you call on when you have a need, but to really believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, that he, he died for our sins. And there's an enthusiasm and excitement to say, Jesus, help me open my mind to new breakthroughs, the blessing that you have. And it all begins when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. And if you put your faith in Christ, don't be surprised that there will be seasons in your life when you're tested, your mind begins to close, your heart isn't open. And Jesus comes to you and says, listen, regardless of all the things, all the blessings you've experienced in the past, come to me now willing to believe that the best is yet to come. As long as we keep pushing Jesus away with unbelief, we're not required to exercise faith to see God do what he wants to do. I've told this story on numerous occasions because it was so amazing. Years and years ago, the church I pastored, we decided to do a billboard ministry. And we put up a couple of billboards on some major highways in that rural area. And one of them was simply, God loves you, believe it. That's all we put on there. God loves you, believe it. God loves you, believe it. And it stayed up for weeks. One day we got an email from a woman who said, I do believe in God, and I have a relationship with Jesus, but I had hit such a downturn in my life that I was even suicidal. I was going to counseling, and every day I would drive down this highway and I would see the billboard. And as I was driving one day and I was praying, I had a breakthrough, and I read the billboard, God loves you, believe it. And I did, she said. She said, your billboard and your church saved my life. And I was able to joyfully respond and say, God used the billboard to save your life. But you decided to believe the truth and praise God, the truth set you free. There's one more choice we need to make. One of the most exciting passages in all of the New Testament. Look at John 3, 16 through 21. Jesus literally said this to Nicodemus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Listen to what Jesus says next. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done 
has been done in the sight of God. Here's our fourth choice. If we want to break through the blessing, we must come to Jesus willing to walk in the light. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be the first person who ever heard John 3.16? In fact, can we, can we just say it together as it comes on the screen? Let's, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you understand the depth of what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus and to all of us? God so loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to become a sinless sacrifice for all of us. And if we would believe in him, we will not perish eternally. We will have a, an earthly death, but we won't perish eternally. But instead will have eternal life with God. And this is why Jesus looks at Nicodemus and he, he begins to explain, Nicodemus, people aren't condemned by God. People condemn themselves by not believing in God. If we choose not to believe in God, we're walking in darkness instead of walking in the light. Jesus uses this basic description, this contrast of darkness and light, to help Nicodemus understand that whoever believes the truth will hate living in the darkness. It doesn't mean we won't be tempted by it. It doesn't mean that we won't even find ourselves drifting into it. But what we want to do is walk in the light. There's no fear in the light of God. Because when we walk in the light of God, we just drag all of our junk out into the light so it's exposed. Everything is seen. And you're like, but Drew, that's so embarrassing. I have sins. I have struggles. I, 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 my life is a mess. I get it. But living in the darkness, setting up life in the shadows is not at all a way to live. We have to come to Jesus and willing to walk in his light. When our youngest daughter Mary was growing up and she was a teenager, whenever Kay and I would leave her, she was old enough to stay on her own, when we would come home from a date or shopping or a meeting, Every light in our Victorian home would be on. Every light, every room. And one day I said to our beautiful daughter, I said, Mary, can I just ask you, why do you leave every light on when you're at home alone? And she said something I will never forget. She said, Dad, I just feel safer. Are you ready for a breakthrough to blessing? If you are, you and I have to open our minds. We can close our minds. We can get off on the wrong track and end up living in darkness. But Jesus said to Nicodemus and he says to all of us, come on, walk in the light. There's warmth there. There's safety there. 
There's joy walking in the light. Yeah, Satan, your enemy, doesn't want you to believe that you should walk in the light. He tries to shame us, guilt us. Well, there's no freedom in that. Jesus said that if we want to break through to blessing, number one, come to him willing to discover. Number two, make the choice willing to receive new truth. Come to Jesus willing to believe the truth that will set us free. And come to Jesus willing to walk in the light of God's truth. Are you ready for a breakthrough to blessing? If you are, I'm going to ask you to do something. Right now, wherever you're at, I want you to stand up. Now, if you are listening to this message in your car, this would be a great time, if you're able, safely to pull over. And I want us to stop everything we're doing. And, and right now, let's get real with Jesus because he wants to be real to us. He wants us to break through to a blessing that he already has waiting if we'll just come to him. Come to Jesus. All right, are you standing? I want you to raise your hands to the sky. Open. It's symbolic of being open. Open in our minds. Open in our hearts. Our lives are open to him. And let's pray. Father God, we come to you with, with just an open mind. Sometimes it's so closed. And maybe right now we're like Nicodemus. And it's so hard to get our minds open to the truth that will set us free. I can't even imagine being Nicodemus and sitting in the very presence of God face to face with you, Jesus. But right now, God, our arms are open, our minds are open, and we come to you. Forgive us for our sins. We choose to walk in your light. We're ready to receive, to be born again to be renewed. Maybe someone for the very first time is going to accept you as their Savior, as Lord of all. God, right now, I pray that that person would just simply say, Jesus, come into my heart and save me from my sins. I believe. And maybe, God, there are people listening who are just ready for a new birth, a revival of their spirits. God, I pray right now with arms held high and minds wide open, invade the darkness and may we walk in your light in the freedom that only you give, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. Wow. Are you ready? Are you ready for a breakthrough to blessing? Let's go. Let's do this together. And please reach out to Pastor Liz. If you're saying, I, I don't know what to do. I've got struggles. You need Liz to pray with you. Maybe you want to tell her, Liz, I accepted Jesus today as my Savior. Pastor Liz is waiting online. Reach out to her. Let her know so that we can celebrate with you and pray with you. And until we see each other again and talk about a breakthrough to blessing. And having an open heart, until we meet together again, take heart and be transformed.
Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.